Hi, welcome to the Hope with Ruth podcast. I'm Ruth Clements and this podcast is a space to listen to hope-filled stories, faith-fueled thoughts and reflections and practical suggestions for having hope in times of hopelessness. In today's episode, I'm reflecting on knowing God. Do we know God at all? And how can we even begin to know him? I think for those of you who have faith, we'd like to believe that we know God, that we've come to be in a relationship with the living God. And perhaps if you're listening and you haven't yet known God for yourself, you're thinking, is that even possible? Does he exist? Let's talk about that another time, perhaps, in the existence of God. But let's presume that we believe in God, that we know who he is, that we believe in his existence. I've been reflecting a lot on a passage this week from the book of Job in the Bible in the Old Testament. It's Job 26, Job chapter 26. And I could read it all to you and I might have to to put the last verse in context. It's the last verse, verse 14, that has really spoken to me. Um, Verse 14 says, Behold, these are but the outskirts of his ways, and how small a whisper do we hear of him? But the thunder of his power, who can understand? And I've been thinking a lot about this verse, but it's the phrase, the outskirts of his ways, that really held my my thoughts. And I think when when I think of the Lord, we think, as we're coming up to Easter in particular, we may have an image of the cross. And I I know that for, for me, through Jesus the Son, he died on the cross for sin. And that is a center point of the Christian faith. It's it's his relationship to man, God coming down as man, taking on like the likeness of flesh. And I think we know God through reading his word, through listening and to the Bible and being encouraged to come to him through what he did on the cross. That's the only way that mankind can ever know God is through believing in Jesus, the son and what he did. And God makes himself known to people. Um, one of the questions I always used to wrestle with is, is what happens if people have never heard of Jesus? Well, there are amazing stories all over the world of Jesus um, making himself known to people in different ways today that I I may not experience. You know, it might be through a vision or a dream or through another person. And God is God and he can make himself known. He will make himself known. And one of the ways he makes his power known is just through the things that we see around us, through creation, through the wonders all around, whether that's through amazing landscapes, um, the sky in the day or at night, or um, through just all the creatures around us. And it's just incredible how when we look outside of ourselves um, and our immediate kind of existence as people, we can just look up and out. And I don't know if you've ever looked up on a clear night and seen the stars in the sky and just how vast the universe is and I just think it's incredible that God sees us he 
has made this amazing world that we live in, but he sees us as people and he cares deeply for us. And how do we know that God cares for us in our in our unique lives and our situations? It is because that he didn't withhold himself from any of us. He gave himself through Christ and his his um sacrifice on the cross. He gave himself. He didn't hold anything back. Um, from us as people, even when we were sinning against him and, you know, all the wickedness that we see around us, he came down to die for every single person. Now, everyone has a choice. They don't have to turn to Christ. They don't have to repent. They can continue living um, as they will. But why would you want to continue living on a path apart from knowing your purpose here, knowing your creator? So I was just reading through this passage in Job and the the outskirts of his ways, the idea of outskirts being is just the fringe of who he is. Like we, we can't possibly grasp the magnitude uh, or his all surpassing power and omnipotence. And yeah, we just get a a fringe, a fringe, like a fringe touch of that. But it doesn't mean that he is distant and unrelatable. He's not high up in the sky looking down and just poking his big finger like in an episode of The Simpsons coming down from the clouds. That's not him at all. He has made himself known through Christ. And Jesus was a man. He was flesh and bone. He walked this earth. Uh, but he was fully God and fully man. And how do we know what God is like? We we look to Jesus. We read the Gospels, which is um, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John in the Bible to know the life and the ministry of Jesus and his death and on the cross and his resurrection and his ascension back into back into heaven. All recorded events in history, all seen by eyewitnesses. Um, again, I'm not going to go on this episode and go into proving that this all happened there might be a time for that in the future but you can with all with with all of the resources available to us today you can easily search and find out more about about the Lord Jesus and I would encourage you if you're if you have no idea where to start go to my resources page on ruthclemens.com and I've got a list of websites um, to click through and there's so many helpful things there um, on some of those bigger questions and I would just yeah I've I'm, I'm going all over the place with this because I get quite excited when I think about um, how amazing the universe is and even with my my four-year-old son we we read a book called meet the planets and I had to do like all the character voice I made character voices for all the planets and we got really excited about um the solar system and and all of this just amazing expanse above us as we live as humans on this earth there's just galaxies and galaxies and it's incredible and I just think we can grasp even all of that even with all the scientific knowledge of um of the solar system and and beyond even that is the outskirts of his ways like we cannot fully grasp god's majesty um but we get a glimpse of his love and his kindness and his desire to know his people through jesus and if you get an opportunity this easter to go to a sunday service or a good friday service any service over easter 
to hear more of the message of why Jesus came and what he did on the cross and did he rise again yes he did we believe that and 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 just speak to some some believers about the hope that they have if you are a Christian I encourage you to go to, to to church hopefully this Easter as well and just remind yourself of the amazing thing that Jesus did for us it's incredible um and uh, I feel like I'm going on and on about this, but I'm going to bring it back to the point of um, verse 14, which was the outskirts of his ways and how small a whisper do we hear of him, but the thunder of his power, who can understand? And I just think, you know, Jesus came and he was gentle and lowly. He was humble. He was a servant to, towards all, but he is at the same time the king and of the whole of the whole world and when we look to Christ we just we want to be like him we want to be kind and gentle to others um I I know that I want to do that and I know that I don't do that in my heart a lot of the time um I need his help to to display those qualities but reflecting on these outskirts, it's like, can we know who God is? And yes, the answer is yes, we can. We know God by looking to Jesus and what he did, but not just some event that happened all those years ago. We actually can ask God now to speak to us, to make himself known and to just send his spirit to be with us now. And it's his Holy Spirit is at work right now in the lives of Christians all across the world. And it's amazing that God can work his power in our lives um so i would really encourage you if you're feeling particularly downcast is to look up maybe look up at the sky at night on a, if if you can if the light pollution isn't too bad or maybe just spend some time in the outdoors listen to the birds singing you know look at the clouds moving across the sky on a sunny day and that might all sound really nice and wonderful, but what happens if things are just so desperate? And I'm not saying this out of context with what's going on in the world. All around us, there is just so much suffering. But can we find hope where we are? And the answer is yes, through Christ. And Jesus is the answer. He is the way, the truth and the life. For every single suffering person, he says, come. And he sees the plight of the refugees in Ukraine. He sees the plight of the refugees all over the world. He sees the suffering that never makes the headlines. There is so much suffering. And Jesus does care enough to deal with it because he sent, he came, he came himself. God is not up on a cloud, just playing, you know, having angels play harps around him, completely disinterested in people. He cares about his people enough that he entered into our world and he will come again. And I think we need to remember that with all the things we see um, around us, we need to hold on to that hope that this is not the end of the story, that there will be a time when there will be no more suffering, there will be no more pain. and it's it's just waiting for that and we can experience that for ourselves now and even if all we can muster is help me lord if that's all we can say he hears he hears our prayer but he longs for you to turn to him if you are aware of something in your life this week that 
you know you you shouldn't have thought or done bring that to him you know just say lord this is what i've done you know me you know it you made me you know my struggles confess it to him and ask him to help you and he will if you are genuinely seeking him he will be found and i just believe that for anyone listening here today i just want you to know that all hope is not lost that there is hope beyond even the grave even if everything looks bleak even if you have a dark prognosis and a diagnosis or if it's health related this is not the end there is life after the grave for everyone but it's putting our trust and faith in Christ that saves he saved us through what he did on the cross what did he save us from he saved us from the power of sin he saved us from the power of death and he saved us from an eternity without him because for all that do not choose Christ and and accept his love and his sacrifice and all that he has done what what is there left after the grave do we believe that there's absolutely nothing no we don't there is just nothing there is a place apart from god and some people will call that hell and yes there is there is a hell and we don't talk about this in churches um we don't talk about the reality that there is um eternity that there is life after death we spend so much time thinking about the here and now but it is just a passing breath it is a glimpse none of us know how long we have left i know for myself i have had to really consider my faith all over again after my stem cell transplant last year not that i doubted you know christ or, or what he had done but is this is this something i truly believe um if i die tomorrow do i know where i'll be and it's something i still wrestle with if i'm um, truth truth be told just because death is the last enemy nobody wants to die i don't believe really and if you are suffering so much that you want a way out i would again urge you um just to hold fire and cast your eyes upon the lord jesus and as i share all of this with you and share my heart and even in all my doubts and suffering and suffering that i've gone through as well i have never known god to fail me he has always been there and i know that every time that i open the word of god every time that i see something beautiful in creation every time some one shows me some kindness i am seeing something of god's love and i just really pray for anyone who's listening to this to keep your eyes on the lord look to him turn to him and if what i've said about hell disturbs you somewhat it should and it's not meant to be something that we just brush over it's a reality that's never taught anymore and people in love don't want to talk about it because they don't want to offend anyone they don't want to scare people and think well you know surely a god of love wouldn't do that and it's like well if you believe in justice and you believe if you want righteousness and and goodness and justice then it would make sense that those that who are wicked who do not love god and do not love others and to actually have to face up to that reality 
they've made this choice. You know, God has to execute justice or he would not be a God of love. But God doesn't just cast people into hell. People choose that path themselves. God made a way for sinners to come to know him. And we're all sinners. Every single person on this planet sins against God. We are born into this state of sin. But God does not like cast us aside and is disinterested in us. He came to save us whilst we were still sinners. And we, there's nothing we can do. No amount of good works that you do will get you into heaven. It's not about being good. And if we, if you look at Christians in the past, if you're not a Christian yourself and you think, well, so-and-so did this and, and that, you know, and, you know, Christians sin. And actually sometimes we're, we are hypocritical because we are not perfect. And we should be the first people to say we are not perfect. We need Jesus. We need help. And it's only him that can work that heart change out in our lives. We cannot do better on our own merit. But by the grace of God, he enables us by his spirit to change. And I hope that I'm not the same person that I was 10 years ago. I hope I'm not the same person that I was a week ago. I'm hoping that all the time the Lord is working in me. And there is hope for the worst of sinners, you know, if they're genuinely repentant and they genuinely turn to God. God can work a miracle. There is hope for the hopeless. But for those of us that just want to live our lives and basically to hell with God, it's actually us that are treading on a very dangerous path, you know. And I really, I don't know if what the reaction is is to that for people. And I would love to chat to you if if that's something you want to talk about. And there are some very helpful resources that explain it a lot better than I am now. But I do believe that we have to consider our eternal future. And you and I, all all of us should be able to see that death is basically an inevitability. And it's painful when we lose people we love. And we don't understand why. And I am not saying I understand the why behind every single case of suffering. I don't. But going back to Job and this idea of the outskirts of his ways, we will not know fully why in this life. But one day we will understand fully. All of us will understand and see in full. And I think part of God being God is that if we could work and figure out God, he wouldn't be God. And there are just things that I have to accept that I don't understand why this has happened. I don't understand. But I take that honest response and I give that to God and say, I don't understand you, Lord, but you know. You know the end from the beginning. And I just hope that as we think about God and knowing who he is, we will just just hold fire a little bit maybe just take some time and just reflect on our own our own lives but not not wallow there because I think again a tendency in a lot of teaching today in churches is to look at ourselves this self-help sort of agenda that everyone goes to and whilst God is very it cares very much about the details of our lives and our desires to want to see change in many areas. It is only by looking to who he is 
that will affect those other parts of our lives within ourselves. If I try and improve myself, for example, let's just say I need to lose weight. I do need to lose weight. <laughs> and, you know, and I do have an un, probably an unhealthy relationship with food and I have for a very, very long time. And I asked the Lord, you know, Lord, help me in this. But it's not just a case of I need to lose weight so more clothes fit and I feel better, healthier in myself, which is very important. We are called in the Bible to take care of our bodies, you know, and it's not just about that. It's actually the heart issue of why do I overeat? What's behind the reason why I have to grab a a sweet snack, you know, and there's always underlying things within us. I think that make us do the behaviors that we do, you know, that people, for example, that have like abuse, you know, have often been abused themselves. And I'm, I'm not justifying abuse at all, but it's also, it's important to realize, you know, why people do things the way that they do um, and why people act out the way that they do or have those particular habits and quirks. And, um, So I just basically think we need to remember that it's not about improving ourselves, having this kind of self-help mentality as much as it is a God-centered mentality and looking looking to him to help us and for asking him to reveal those areas of struggle and to help us to overcome that. And it might be just something we wrestle with in our flesh until the end, until we, until we die. There are things in our lives that are not going to be made perfect until we pass over into glory to be with him forever. So I just think I've, I've been going on and on, on, um, on this one particular verse about the outskirts of his ways, because it's just made me think so much about God's majesty that we can't begin to know him in so many ways because he is God and there are things we won't understand about him or, or why things happen. But at the same time, he is knowable because of Jesus and what Jesus did on the cross. And I, I will always be speaking about what Jesus did on the cross and the fact that he has risen again and he is our living hope. Everything that I speak about, everything that I write about on my website is by and large centered on knowing Jesus. And there are times in my life where I have doubts and I struggle, but every single time when I bring that back to him, he strengthens me and he helps me. And he does that by his spirit in me. And I just pray that if you are a Christian listening to this, that you will just pray to know him more. Open up your Bible if you haven't for a while, not because it's, you know, you have to read it, you know, and and this is going to, you know, make you a better believer and it's all going to do this that, and the other. You actually read the Bible to know him. And if you don't know where to start, start, I would say, in Matthew, Mark, Luke or John or, you know, one of the Gospels and read the Psalms to be encouraged and realize that you're not the only human in the world that is struggling with something. I mean, we talk about David in the Bible as being a man after God's own heart. And that's what the scriptures say. But David was also someone who committed adultery and he murdered someone. And yet Jesus came from his line, you know, that Jesus, the son of God, came from this, you know, this sinful line. And it's incredible, you know, that Jesus is a friend of sinners. You know, he he 
absolutely loves us to the hilt, you know, and, and, and that's why he, he, he died. He was that sacrifice for sin. And I just think, I think that reading the scriptures is a way to know him and to know his character. And when you know someone, you mean you really know like a friend or a family member, you spend time with them. That's how we know, for example, if someone made an accusation against your friend, but you really truly knew them, you would be right to question that. Is, is this a true accusation? Um, people do fall short, you know, and unfortunately, maybe we don't know people as well as we do, but we can take some comfort knowing that God knows them, God knows us and our inward struggles and triumphs and ultimately he has made a way for us to know him so as I wrap this up I just encourage you today to consider consider God again consider who he is not who we are um, taking our eyes just off of ourselves and just put, putting them on a God who in some way seems so unsearchable is so majestic and in power but at the same time has made himself known through Jesus and we can know him today. So if this, if this is something that you would like to consider more, if you are not a Christian and you, yeah, you would like to find out more about Christ, um, definitely do get in touch with me. You can do that through my website at ruthclemens.com. There is a contact page. Um, also check out my resources page. It, at the moment, it is primarily just links to other websites and resources that I've found helpful or that might be useful on particular issues. Um, I'm hoping to kind of put more there of my own material in time and maybe make it a little bit more easier to access on topics and things like that. But I would encourage you also, as Easter is coming in like a couple of weeks, to consider coming to church maybe and just meeting other believers or listening to a message um, of the gospel of the hope that Christians all over the world have which is an arisen savior and if this all just sounds a little bit crazy well maybe that's because it's just amazing stuff it's so it's so incomprehensible um, even to me that you know there are things that I'm not going to fully understand but I can trust God. He is trustworthy and he really does love um, his people. So I think we're going to wrap it up there. But thank you so much for tuning in and for listening. And yeah, I'll catch you next week or in two weeks. Just um, as a, a side note, I'm hoping to record a new episode every two weeks and I will definitely be adding more material um and audio for blog posts as well so you you're we're le I'm learning all of this as as I go but I hope it's an, an informal chat um, as much as a few reflections that will just get you considering the things of the Lord Jesus all right take care and God bless